It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Welcome into the Wolverine Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Ritchie, and I'm joined as always by Michigan Recruiting Insider EJ Holland, back once again to talk the latest Michigan news, but specifically his recent trip to the DMV. And EJ, when we talk about Michigan football recruiting, when we talk about the DMV paired together, that conversation's typically going to start with five-star athlete Nicholas Harbor, right? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, I had a chance to go out there, spend some more time uh, with Nick Harbor, watch a, a little bit of his track workout, spend time with him after school. Um, you know, with Nick, he's so focused on track right now. Recruiting's really taken a backseat. I mean, he hasn't made very many visits this offseason. I believe his two most recent visits have been USC. He had a track meet out west. He made a stop at USC, really enjoyed that visit and then uh, was closer to home and made a visit to Virginia, which I, I mean, I don't think is is too much of a threat right now. Um, so really, his official visits are likely to take place in the fall. He's still training for track. Uh, he has his nationals coming up uh, sometime, I, I believe, mid to late June uh, out in Oregon. So he's he's really prepping for that. Um, obviously, he just ran a 10 to eight, not too long ago at six foot five, 235 pounds, just an absolute freak. I saw another video of him this past week where he just kind of hawks down some kids. I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, I think it was maybe a relay where he was catching up to some kids, but I mean, just completely hawked them down, uh, which is just so impressive at his size. Um, you know, we can talk on and on about how great Nick is. Everybody knows he's one of the, the best athletes, if not the best athlete in the country, uh, has talked to Michigan about playing multiple spots. We all know his biggest upside may be as an edge, but he might end up playing wide receiver, or tight end. Uh, so really the kid can play anywhere. You can just, you know, pencil him in as just that number one guy that you take no matter what and figure it out later. Uh, in terms of his recruitment, like I said, uh, things kind of taking a backseat right now. He told me Michigan and LSU are the two schools set to get official visits. Um, he has not scheduled them yet, but those are two that are guaranteed. I think Maryland will receive an official visit. He really likes the track program there. It's the home state school, or not really home state, I guess Washington, D.C. It's its own thing, but the home region <laughs> school. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think those three schools, Penn State is another one um, to watch. His sister went to Penn State. Um, Georgia has gotten increasingly involved. It's another school to watch. Uh, obviously, like I said, USC uh, received an unofficial visit, could receive an OV. So there are several schools, you know, still in play for Nick. I mean, the, the biggest things he's looking for are one development on the football field with where, first of all, where can he play and how can he be developed at that position? Uh, secondly, the track program, he still has aspirations of being an Olympian. So what does the track program look like? 
and three academics. I mean, this is a guy that wants to be in the medical field one day as well, 4.0 GPA kids. So uh, I think Michigan can offer, you know, a lot in all three aspects, you know, Michigan's giving him the chance to, as has every school, but, you know, Michigan's giving him the chance to play football and run track, but the track program has been very actively involved. He knows people around the track program, uh, his club track coach is a Michigan grad. So there are connections there. Um, the football side, he's had a chance to talk to basically every coach on staff, including Jim Arbaugh himself. And then academically, I mean, Michigan is obviously a top school. And then as an added bonus, uh, his mother's family is from the state of Michigan. So Michigan feels like a, a second home to him. So I think right now, if Nicholas had to make a choice, it would be Michigan. I would have my pick in on Michigan, but I'm just interested to see how this recruitment plays out. It's going to be a long journey to Nick's final decision. Uh, there's going to be a lot of NIL opportunities for him. Uh, visits could change his mind on things. So we still have a long way to go, but I think Michigan's done a fantastic job. I would say Michigan is the current leader. If I'm not mistaken, the last time I looked at his NIL evaluation, it was in the 300,000 range. I uh, could be wrong on that, but I have so many questions I could ask there, EJ. First of all, what does a track workout look like for him? Two, how real is it that that skill set could lead him to end up on offense? And, and three, just I don't need, I'll let you go there. I won't even get into three. Well, I didn't get to see much of the track workout. It was mainly, I mean, this man like stretched for like 45 minutes. <laughs> like it was like it's an important. Entire, like, like stretching session on top of the fact that it got started late and I had to head out to DeMatha uh, to see Jason Moore, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I didn't get to see too much of the track workout, but I will say it was a lot of stretching and it was just impressive seeing him move around. Um, and two, I think he can play offense. I mean, this, uh, how are you going to stop someone that's six foot five, 235 pounds and runs a 10 to 8, 100 meter? And the thing about Nick is he's a sprinter. So it's not like it takes him a while to like get going. Like he can just get out of his, you know, get it and go. I mean, he can take it 60 yards. I mean, he's a guy that's, going to be a huge downfield threat. I don't know how much weight he's going to want to add. I, I mean, he's listed at 235. I think he's closer to 225 right now just because it's track season. Uh, but I don't know how much weight he's going to add or how much blocking he's going to want to do if, if he goes the tight end route. He certainly could play there, play more of a flex end or just be a pure wide receiver. I think the sky's the limit with him. You just figure it out later. Um, and then third, I guess, to to touch on your NIL valuation. I think that valuations even at that number is ridiculously low. I think his valuation should be more than a million dollars. There's no way you can't market a six foot five, 225 pound guy that runs a 10 to eight, that might be an, a first round NFL draft pick on Olympian and a medical doctor. Like, I mean, his dad works for NASA. Like, what, how else are you, not, how are you not going to market this kid? He, he must be the most marketable kid in the entire class, other than Arch Manning, who's only marketable because of his last name. Like, Nick is on his own, the most marketable athlete in the entire country. And three, which I was going to get to, but I thought I was overloading you a bit, was going to be kind of a pair of that one. I agree with you, and I'm bringing that up off the top of my head because I only glanced at those as I went through the, the prospects we were going to talk about. Um, but that could possibly be, and I wish I could pull it up to confirm, it, it may not be at all, but it might just be social media following with the way that metric is played. Sometimes 
no matter if that side is so high, if the social media, if I, I don't know, that could be the case. Um, because obviously on the athletic performance side of things and, and marketability, as you said, there's no, no question when it comes to him, but you put your name by a take that not only you just obviously made it clear what you think from the marketability standpoint, but you think Nick should also be the, the number one rated prospect in this class as well. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from Arch Manning. I mean, I think he's a fine talent. I think the last name helps a lot, but you're talking about you're talking about a generational talent in Nicholas Hart, right? I'm not necessarily sold that Arch Manning is a generational talent. I think wow. he's a great talent. I think, you know, could he be as as great as Peyton Manning? Who knows? Could he be as great as Eli Manning? Who knows? But I think at the end of the day, it, you say you say, here's prospect A and here's prospect B, and you don't know their names, and you watch both tapes, and you see both of them in person. I'm taking Nicholas Harbour. That's fair. That's fair. And we can stay at Archbishop Carroll for the next guy we're going to look at, which is four-star edge, Joseph Mapoy, Nick's teammate. And I'm curious, I don't know what you want to touch on here, but just a couple of questions that I have. How does he stack up purely as an edge talent beside Nick on the same team? And also, how real do you think it is that, that Michigan, get, Michigan could uh, possibly get both of these guys? I think Joseph's one of the toughest kids to grade in terms of you're grading based on his ceiling. And this is a kid who just started playing football not even an entire year ago. So he has like, you know, six, eight months under his belt. Uh, and then you have to factor in, okay, the football season started in August of last year. So he had like three months to prepare to be a football player. And then he finished with 10 sacks and helped uh, Carroll win a state title. So from on upside alone, and this is a kid that is a legit six foot five, six foot six. Um, you know, he's, he's maybe a half inch shorter than Nick, who actually might be six, six. Um, but <clears throat> either way, I mean, his height checks out, he has really good length and he's not a super skinny guy. Like he doesn't look like a super lanky basketball player, even though he has that basketball background. I mean, he's gotten pretty filled out. He can definitely add some more weight and strength. And that'll come when he, developed in a in a real weight room and a real strength and conditioning program at the next level uh but i mean I, it's hard to find a higher upside in this class the, this kid hasn't been playing football for hardly you know any time at all and for him to to also be you know not even a native of the united states to 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 come over from the congo and to learn a new sport entirely and then to have such success at that sport i think uh, speaks volumes of the, the type of kid and the type of learner that Joseph is. And that's a key thing. He's, he's coachable. He's willing to learn. He learned fast. He learned quickly. That'll help him adapt to the next level uh, in the classroom, in the strength and conditioning program on the football field. So I personally love Joseph. You know, I've seen other sites have him graded as a three star. I think on three has him as a top 200 player in the country. I would side more with on three. I mean, we talk so much about ceiling. We talk so much about upside, you know, give me Joseph all day. I mean, they, for him to overcome what he did to have that success, um, I, I think that, that it would be hard pressed not to not to uh, take Joseph and have Joseph rank that high. But in terms of his recruitment, um, you know, Michigan, I think leads going into the summer. He visited for the spring game. He'll be back for an official visit on June 17th. I think the Wolverines uh, are looking to close that weekend, and I would be surprised if they did not. 
All right, next, let's look at four-star defensive lineman Jason Moore. Seems like a heavy lean towards Notre Dame here, and also just since we touched on the NIL, I looked his NIL valuation was also in the six figures as well, but uh, kind of where do things stand with him right now? Yeah, I really like Jason Moore. Um, you know, he's an intriguing prospect in the sense that he was actually initially ranked as an edge rusher. I think he's grown out of that position as more of a, a three-tech in Michigan scheme, can play some five as well. Um, but I really like him. I think he's going to be a hand-in-the-dirt guy. Yeah, he's he's considered a Notre Dame lean right now. He's been there. He's familiar with the program. He's never been to Michigan. He's going to be, you know, making his first official visit, Victor's weekend, June 17th. I think Michigan's building a lot of momentum that weekend. I think getting him on campus will be huge. Um, you know, he's, he's always been really interested in visiting Michigan. He was actually going to be at the spring game as well, but ended up not making it because his brother was playing in the NCAA tournament for Villanova. Um, so I, I think getting his first look at Michigan is going to be huge. He already has a pre-existing relationship with Mike Elston, Michigan's new defensive line coach who actually recruited him at Notre Dame. I think official visits could change a lot in this recruitment, not just with Michigan, but Ohio State is getting his last official visit. I think Ohio State is kind of a dark horse in that recruitment as well. So I don't think he's a lock to Notre Dame. I think, you know, both Michigan and Ohio State can make power moves this summer. You kept it light uh, on the Irish fans this time. But uh, <laughs> I know this next one is a guy that you have your eye on. 2024 four-star quarterback Michael Van Buren out of St. Francis. Tell me a little bit about what interests you about him and also kind of what you took away from uh, seeing him in person. Oh, I love Michael Van Buren. I'm a huge Michael Van Buren fan. I am the leader of the Michael Van Buren <laughs> fan club. Look, uh, Van Buren didn't get a ton of time at St. Francis last year. He didn't become the full-time starter until uh, late in the year. They they had another guy who had some Division One offers. But when he got his opportunity, I mean, he was terrific. Uh, I mean, he, he helped lead St. Francis to, to a big win uh, over De La Salle, a fellow national power that featured Michigan signee Zeke Berry. I mean, this is a guy that reminds me a little bit of Bryce Young. Has the, I, I'm not putting him at the Bryce Young level uh, just yet, but he has some of the similar characteristics. He's a little bit on the shorter end, is about five foot 11. He has a slender build, but I mean, he can sling the ball. He, he's very accurate. He has a lot of mustard on his passes. He can make plays with his legs, very, very similar to Bryce. He can make those Houdini passes in game, um, you know, and, and I really, really like Van Buren's ability to lead at a young age and I love his swagger his mentality he kind of has that that hard Baltimore accent like I, I really just love everything about the kid I think he's going to be a superstar he was one of the biggest risers in the rankings uh went from unranked to to a top 175 prospect nationally I think he's going to continue to climb the rankings he visited Michigan obviously Michigan has CJ Carr at the top of the board of Michigan legacy um, there's some competition for him. I, I would not be very sad if I were a Michigan fan if Michael Van Buren's the quarterback take in 2024. I mean, I, I think a lot of fans are sleeping on what Van Buren can bring to the table. And uh, I think we can close out your trip to the DMV with four-star linebacker Aaron Childs, uh, another Maryland guy. And I believe right now with the home state team, Maryland in the lead, according to the RPM, uh, but kind of how has his recruitment progressed? Yeah, Aaron's recruitment's exploded. I mean, he has offers from around the SEC. I mean, Michigan, obviously, 
uh, entered the picture not too long ago. So I don't know how long Maryland will be uh, considered the leader there. But I think Michigan has done a fantastic job, obviously, recruiting in the DMV. Uh, they do a great job of developing linebackers. It's definitely appealing uh, to Childs. And then uh, they've had success at Good Council, his high school. They pulled Chris Jenkins from there a couple of cycles ago. Childs has actually had some really good conversations with Jenkins about the opportunities on and off the field at Michigan uh, from my two interactions with him. So I had a chance to see Childs uh, at the Ray Lewis camp in Ohio last month. And then I also had a chance to, to go out to good counsel while I was in the DMV, but just talking to him, just, you know, interacting with him. He seems like a Michigan uh, level kid. I actually checked with a program source and was just like, man, I love this Aaron Childs kid. Like, you know, where is he on the board early on? Because he is a 2024, um, you know, and, and he, I was told he is at the very top of the linebacker board in 2024. He, he's extremely athletic. He runs sideline to sideline. Well, he's very comfortable covering in space. He fits the Michigan defense. Um, I, I think he's everything that Michigan wants, uh, in a linebacker. Like I said, his recruitment has exploded, but I know Michigan is a school he's very interested in and would like to make a visit to this summer. All right, EJ, last call. Anybody else from the uh, DMV you want to touch on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, a guy, I mean, th there's so much talent in the the DMV. We kind of uh, left some guys out. But another guy I had a chance to see was uh, Ala Watusen Babolade, and I didn't want to put him on the list to do you a favor, Trevor. <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> I would have done my due diligence, but I appreciate that. Um, but he goes by tree. So tree Babolade is, a, a much easier, <laughs> a four-star offensive tackle at DeMatha, same school as Jason Moore in the 2023 class. He's a guy that, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how high he is on Michigan's offensive line board. He's more of a recent offer, but I love him. I think he's, uh, better than half the guys on Michigan's offensive line board. He would be an easy take for me right now. It looks like Rutgers might be trending as a school to beat in that recruitment and Michigan makes a push there. I think they could, they could easily become a, a very top contender uh, for Babylade. So that's definitely a bonus name to, to mention from my time out in the DMV. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.